gonna have to call Phoebe Waller Bridge because uh, and Sue because she has taken my life experience <laughs> and put it in her show, unbeknownst to me. That's how I felt about Lady Bird <laughs> and kidding. Greta Gerwig. I'm not. I don't have any sculptures of oh, myself. Oh, you don't have any sculptures of yourself yet. back we're back your <laughs> next obsession <laughs> i'm renee and i'm quinn and as quinn just beautifully sang to us this is your next obsession your next obsession where we talk about our niche obsessions of which we have many uh, we do but today today's a very exciting day because we have a guest we do a guest whom we love we do Margaret is here, our friend yes. Margaret. Yes, hi. I am here. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Margaret, tell us a little something-something about yourself. Uh, well, I am a theater person. I do uh-huh. some directing. I do a little bit of design things. I teach children carpentry. Yes, you do. do a little bit of everything. Margaret's very talented and we love her. That's my introduction. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. And we're really excited that Margaret's here because she's going to share with us one of her obsessions, which is thrilling. Yes, I am. Right now, I am very obsessed with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who, okay. if you don't know, was the writer star of Fleabag mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime and also wrote Killing Eve. Love. Wait, she. I did she not. She was know the that. showrunner of Killing Eve. She's like the creator yeah, of Killing producer. Eve. Um, she also stars in Crashing on Netflix, um, which I have not seen. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She is a British actress, writer, director extraordinaire. She uh, grew up in Suffolk. Apparently, her family is landed gentry in Cuckfield. That's in England. What is yes. Suffolk? What does land and gentry mean? It means that you're like one of the nobility, like you have land. <gasps> yeah, like you're even so here, she comes from fancy people apparently. Fancy, fancy. But her father founded an electronic trading platform, and her mother works for something called the Worshipful Company of Ironmongers. Yeah, seriously, Margaret. What? We all went to come on. You should know how to enunciate <laughs> better. Articulate. Um, so she originally was doing like some theater things, and she wrote and acted in Fleabag as a one-woman show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And that was where the character originated. Um, And then... And the character is called Fleabag? So the character doesn't have, like, a name name in the sense that we usually have names. Her name is Fleabag. That's how she's referred to in the credits, and we never hear, like, her Yeah, nobody ever, like, references her by her name. because she's in every scene, so... Yeah, okay. but she's just known as Fleabag. So the character was in this one-woman show, and then it got like picked up to be a TV series. And then last year, she did it on Broadway again as a one-woman show, which was really cool, and I really wanted to go, and I, I didn't go. How long? Was so. it like a full length? Like an hour and a half? I think it was like an hour and a half, Damn. yeah. I wonder if it's a lot of content. Yeah, because I only just recently started watching Fleabag, and while I was watching it, I was like, I wonder how much of this was in the one-woman show, and then how much they just extended it to make more episodes. I think that... 
it was less like in the original show i think it was less of a like formalized narrative mm. in the way that the tv show is i think it was more like a it was kind of like a character study and she played all the other characters right. in that ultimately are in the show played by other actors mm. um but if you've never watched fleabag it's a very very funny very smart very very sad Mark, show i've never watched it's, fleabag so it's a dark dark comedy okay um and it's about her. She lives in London. She's it's sort of about her like struggles with um, grief and love and relationships and her family um, because she's recently lost her best friend at the oh. beginning of season one. And she like she and her friend had um, founded this cafe that's guinea pig themed um, in London. And that's cool. they had founded it together. And Talk her, about a niche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> guinea pig cafe. Guinea pig cafe. Well, after our own hearts. Yeah. And so she has recently lost her best friend. And you don't really know what happened. But she's like in the midst of having this kind of like epic spiral of doom like she's just out of control like her Mm. grief is like making her do really stupid she's very reckless yeah she basically like she's sleeping with all these people she has a boyfriend who she treats abysmally and totally takes for granted he's also not he's like annoying and like sort of Right, Silly. it's, it's you're on her side. Yeah, well, kind of, but also but she also, does some things that it's just like that is fucked. Yeah, up. she's like very, very narcissistic, especially in season one. And her, she's also recently, like in the past few years, lost her mother, oh. and so her mom passed away, and she was like really close with her mother. And she has a sister who's this like very high powered, hilarious like businesswoman lawyer oh, I who's love like that. totally the opposite of her. She's like super closed off, does not ever get emotional about anything is like very controlling and controlled she's so good in the show she's so funny because she's like totally deadpan and i mean she's like she's really hilarious and like the entire cast is great um olivia coleman plays her like stepmother so basically like after the mother like fleabag's mom Uh dies her her godmother who was like one of her mother's best friends like who's this incredibly pretentious obnoxious artist who does like sex art artwork uh, and she plays usually such like good yes. people you know like she's like genuinely like a nice person and you root for her and in this show she's like such a heinous bitch she's oh. literally like she's so passive aggressive oh, it's, like, so, it's so funny and and the, the best thing is phoebe waller bridge wrote the role for her like Incredible. she literally she wrote it because she was like nobody except olivia coleman can play this and i want her to play like against type and be this horrible person oh my god and she's so good um, and, and like the dad is this real like pushover who basically just like lets the stepmom do anything, like treat everyone like really horribly and him horribly. But he's also like like lonely and he's struggling with his own grief about his yeah. wife's death and he doesn't really understand his daughters because mm. both of them are in their own ways like so like emotionally strange and fucked up and like he doesn't know how to relate to them at all because they're all just so dysfunctional um and so basically Fleabag you know is like grieving her mom grieving her friend and like treating her boyfriend horribly sleeping with these other people like and kind of by the end of season one has like exploded her life and her family and all of her relationships in these like horrific ways that's the way to go um and it's 
like one of the like most I think like accurate and painful depictions of like what like infidelity and like how I like at the time I watched it which was when it came out in 2016 I like couldn't I like was like crying and thinking about it for like weeks after I watched it it really impacted me and I think she has like one of the most original voices in tv right now i'm a big killing eve fan i totally agree like she is one of the only writers writing right now where like i could watch something and not know it was written by her and probably figure out that she did it yeah really she's so witty and so smart and her dialogue is like so like like just so funny and unique um but i also think she's one of the only writers who's writing like super interesting female stories and centering women and like fleabag yeah. is such a great character mm-hmm. because she's so terrible and complex and like we're not used to seeing women being at the center of a story but not being like a pop, like a like a dirt. you either like root for them because they're like the best or you like shit on them because they're evil right, right because exactly. they're like the villain or whatever, and she's like right? neither she's yeah, yeah she's neither she's human yeah, yeah. Totally. shocker oh, the other thing human. though about that show is the editing is so perfect and so funny yes and i should say one of the like biggest um sort of like i guess stylistic like unique things about Fleabag is that she talks directly to the camera. Mm, so she House does, of cards. yeah, a la mm-hmm. House of Cards. And also, I think it's like very theatrical, like yeah. breaking the fourth wall, which you don't yeah. see very often in film and TV. Um, and so the audience becomes sort of like her confidants and, and like she, her only friend. Yeah, because she's mm. totally isolated because she's broken every relationship that she has. And so you're the only person getting like insight into what's going on with yeah. her. I mean, I haven't seen the show, but it sounds like if she is a narcissist, like you could picture her being the kind of person who like sees her life as if she's performing yeah like as if she's Uh, like acting and performing for an audience and like whatever Mm -hmm. um and season two is definitely like lighter and funnier Mm -hmm. than season one not funnier but like funnier in a different like a lighter way than season one because season one is very dark but um season two features Andrew Scott of um, oh, Moriarty oh fame oh, and Sherlock Holmes. And literally, I am still pining for his priest character. I have not been able to quite get over the fact that like he doesn't exist in real life. Um, he plays this incredibly hot priest. Literally the hottest character Can I just in say, like, ever. It is cool. He is, he is an attractive person, but it's just funny. Like It sounds like somehow by taking on this role, he got 30 times no, hotter. For real. He, because he literally yeah, did. Because like, previously, I was like, you know, Andrew Scott, you know, like Irish, like cute, like but sort of evil, A character like you know. Actor. Yeah. And I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge has captured sort of the essence of like what every woman finds sexy in mm. this character. Oh. Like, not that there is one thing that everyone finds sexy. Obviously, we all have our own like yeah. things. No, whatever. but he's but like it's undeniably the, and the sexual tension. Oh my, my god! Honestly, like I'm sure palpable. the chemistry. I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but it sounds like the chemistry have you between. Seen it? No, I haven't. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I'm sure the chemistry between the two of them really sells it. Or it's that how so hot. It is. hot. And oh my god! One of the like best parts I think that kind of encapsulated the, the style of the show and I was really hoping that they were gonna do this at some point is that they have this one part 
where she's going really quickly between talking to him and talking to the audience, and then at one point she, she actually she does. The and wrong what's so way. interesting is like he's the only person mm-hmm. who can tell when she's talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else is aware when she breaks the fourth wall because partly like nobody really gets like no like, one is close her. to her and no yeah. one sees her. No right? one sees her exactly. For who she is. And the, the priest, priest and he's like, "Where did you just go?" Yeah, he's like, "You she's disappear like, sometimes. Where are you going? Like, who are you yeah. talking to?" And she's like, "No one. What are you talking about?" And then and then the But show. highly recommend if you have Amazon Prime, it is free. It's on there's two seasons and that's it. I don't they're not doing a third <gasps> season. Not, yeah, no. so it's Done. Yeah, she said. She said like after she did it on Broadway, that was kind of like she was done with the character. Like you know, yeah, it's been like fair. a really long journey with that character, and I think she's like done. Ugh, well, I mean, there um, are a few things I hate more than a good show just fizzling out. Yeah, like as hard as it is to say goodbye, I'd rather it end on top. I feel like they made two like nearly perfect seasons, and I don't know. Like I also don't like. I think season two was just a really good way to end it on. Because she kind of like reconnects with like her family in mm-hmm. way, like positive ways. Like you can tell that she's made positive changes in her life and has like moved forward as a person. So, and honestly, her like story as an artist and a creator. Like I read a profile of her in the New York Times, the New York Times Magazine a while ago, and like she's so inspiring. And yes, she such is a great example of like making opportunities for yourself and just trusting that if you keep doing the work you want to do, like opportunities and advancement will come to you. Right, that people will find what you have right. to say if you have meaningful. talent and if you have a point yeah. of view that yeah anyway i have so much respect for her i admire her greatly because i'm a huge killing eve fan yeah killing eve is another one another so show good. that is incredible and i think once again like centers this really complex interesting female relationship mm-hmm. that like i don't know that there are i mean maybe like big little lies also has like interesting no, female friendships but here's the thing but, about Killing Eve is that it's about like female desire and uh, ambition and attraction mm-hmm. that is independent of the of male men. Yeah, yeah, of men. 100%. I, 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 have, I, have, not, I have not seen it. Have you not, not seen it? it? I have not. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm the one. It's available on BBC America, but <laughs> so it will come out on Hulu, but the second oh. season is not out on Hulu yet. But the first season. But I'm sure it will be. You'll figure it out. Um, I trust that you'll figure but it but out. But yeah, I'll so. But anyway, Killing Eve is. Created by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she, she was created, the. How did yeah, you not know? She this? adapted it from a, a series of like novels, a book series, oh, yes, yeah. of short novels mm-hmm. by the. I don't remember the guy's I don't name, remember. but yeah. yeah. Um, and Jodie Comer and yes. Sandra, Sandra O oh. oh star yeah. in the show. Um, and also it has a great supporting cast. Fiona mm-hmm. Shaw yeah. is fantastic in it as well. Um, Who is. Mrs. Dursley from Harry yes, Potter. Yes, Mrs. Dursley. <laughs> yeah. um, also has a cameo in second season of Fleabag mm-hmm. as a very funny Wait, therapist. Oh, yeah. yeah, she is a therapist. Um, oh, so, that's a great scene. And Killing Eve is about a woman, played by Sandra Oh, uh-huh. who works for MI6. She's an American, but she works for MI6. She lives in London and is very sort of unfulfilled at her desk job and MI6 and is sort of like has the skills and the ambition and the like just sort of like she's crazy enough to be able to catch the crazy. I think I people. watched yeah. the first episode. You should keep watching. Yeah, you should keep watching it. It's it quite better. Good. Yeah, and Jodie Comer plays uh, Villanelle, who Who's... is this like international assassin. Yeah, and yeah. the like the costumes are great. Incredible. Like the design of the entire show is fantastic, and it really is like such an in like an, an intricate sort of relationship between Villanelle yeah. and Sandra O's right. character. It's not enough just to call it like a cat and mouse game. It no. really is the story of like two women who like 
who are they have like a mutual obsession they do a mutual obsession with each other and And so the mi6 agent eve is like at first she's like trying to catch villanelle and you know find out like stop her from assassinating people and figure out what organization she's working for but then becomes sort of like really obsessed with her as a person and her modus operandi and and villanelle equally becomes obsessed with eve right and i think that they sort of see each other as equals sort of Mm -hmm. by the end of the first season it's like they are the the worthiest of opponents. Yeah, and they res- so like respect like each other. So kind of like Sherlock, except with women. Except well, with yeah. women. <laughs> so so better. Yes, so better. And and yeah, they are they kind of like respect and are attracted to each other. Yeah, like they, there is definitely like a sexual attraction. Really? attraction. I mean, that's yeah. what I. If there's anything that I have gotten from the billboards. Yeah, you definitely get that. It is the sexual that. chemistry. Yeah. Yes. Great job to all the people who did the promotional content for Killing Eve, because you really, t- you really, you really tackled those themes. <laughs> really, shout out to you guys. You harnessed it into a great image that really told the story. Good yeah, job. Yeah, hundred percent. image. Work. I mean, it does speak a thousand words. It does. <laughs> yeah. So oh, basically, uh, Killing Eve, I think, is going to probably have some more seasons. They just oh, finished sure. season two. It got renewed for season three. Yep. And I mean, Sandra Oh got that sweet, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, she earned. Did Finally, she earn it? Is so deserved. Good lord. Yeah. It, it's exciting for me uh, to see the. I, I'm always a big fan when I see Grey's Anatomy people mm. really grow up because <laughs> I up. I watch them in bloom. Yeah, yeah. you did through the uh-huh. years of Grey's Anatomy. Somebody said <laughs> um, And it's exciting. No, it really is to see them like not get just pigeon because she pigeon- was on that yeah. show for so, so yeah, long yeah. that it was good that she like turned around, got a very different character, mm-hmm. and did it really, really well mm-hmm. so that she wasn't only seen... Because, like, Grey's Anatomy is not respected. It is, like, very fun. And I love it. It's but a soap opera. It's a soap opera. And everybody on the... Like, Ellen Pompeo did an interview and she was like, I know it's a soap opera. Like, they know. Yeah. Um, so it's it, that was exciting for me to see her really, like, take the next Well, and it's step. really exciting, too, that, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge created this opportunity for, like, women who are not like young and yes. like whatever yes. you know that she's creating these characters that are really interesting for like women who are middle-aged and older and that they have these great like sexy roles yeah. to play it really is like a great time i mean first of all best time in history to be a woman if we're only looking backward <laughs> <laughs> if we're only looking it's at really, what could have happened yeah you know what us. it is uh it really could only have been worse like this is as good as we've ever had True. it congrats everyone for being <laughs> good born job today. ladies <laughs> uh, but like I feel like especially in media, it's such an interesting time to like be an older performer mm-hmm. and older artist because there are so many more opportunities for female actresses, yeah. especially, but also like female artists of any medium. Yeah, there's so like I think there is a definitely a trend toward more women writers, more women directors, mm-hmm. cinematographers, producers, all of that, which is yeah. Fabulous. And if they're the ones creating it, like it's one thing to write a part for a woman, it's another thing to be a woman writing a part. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I totally agree. You yeah. can always tell, though, when the director or the writer is writing females who are like sexy and powerful from like the male gaze mm-hmm. or from like the female experience. Because there's always true. that, like, yeah. oh my God, like ladies, like what if they kissed? And it's like, <laughs> it's like okay. I know, but, but, but what if? But, but, like, like, what, but like, what if they had sexual chemistry and it just feels like the sexual chemistry i have not seen it but on killing eve um it is, is palpable is more i don't want to say tasteful but like maybe based in in reality and not just to be sexy because they don't like see each other for a lot of the first right. season yeah. like they only like kind of get glimpses of each other yeah. like it's not like they're excited, Ooh, like oh yeah like i want to fuck you like no. that's not the vibe right. for it. it's, mm-hmm. it's not a male 
perspective on female attraction. Yeah, it's not like they're being objectified yeah. as like des- like desirable like objects. female bodies. But they are still sexual and attractive, and the character you do see the character of Villanelle and also of Sandra O, oh, but mostly Villanelle. You do see her like dress and act and behave a certain way because her job is to like get close to powerful men. So it's really interesting. Yeah, yes. that is actually a huge part of the show is like how she manipulates men because she pretends to be a sort of like either a female victim or yeah. like she's it's so easy for her to kill men because they always underestimate her. And that actually also yeah. happens in the second season it too. Is, yeah. Um where there's another female assassin who mm-hmm. like is able to basically be invisible because she's like a woman of color and an immigrant and like nobody takes her seriously no one even looks at her and she usually like before she goes to kill someone is like masquerading as a cleaning person or like something in like the service or hospitality industry and you see the conjures like whereas villanelle like kills people very ostentatiously Mm -hmm. and very performatively like it's Mm -hmm. always very dramatic she wants people to know that like she's she wants to leave her mark like she's the person who killed that politician yeah she wants the attention yeah she wants the attention like the this assassin in season two is the opposite like Mm -hmm. she wants to literally leave no trace (laughs) i had no idea that phoebe was responsible yeah so i'm very excited to like also just see what's next like see what she's gonna make so she's the showrunner and the creator are there any episodes that she wrote or co-wrote i think she wrote wrote most of season one yeah she didn't she was not the head writer i don't think for season two no she still produced it Mm -hmm. but yeah she was not the showrunner for season two. that is impressive also that her two like huge things are so dramatically different Mm -hmm. yeah I think it totally oh, But is. when you hear them, like, when you watch and, like, I mean, I know I, again, I haven't seen Fleabag, but, like, from what I have seen of it, like, you do hear her style and her tone in the same way that you, like, hear and see the tone of, like, a Scorsese movie or yeah. whatever. Yeah, sure. Well, I, yeah, I think that she does have, like, a very unique, like, um, but, like, one, her sense of humor, I think, is mm-hmm. in both, but also, like, kind of, the, it's, it's like, it is, like, a little bit theatrical. Like, her tone and the style of both of the shows is not like super traditional TV. I, th- I think she's she's okay existing in a space that's a little bit off of like naturalism. Like, yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's it is, heightened. Yes, it is mm-hmm. heightened. It's a little, it likes to exist a little bit in the heightened, a little bit in the absurd, yeah. a little bit oh, more yeah, grotesque, definitely. right? Like mm-hmm. all of those things mm-hmm. I think are really fun to play with for her yeah. as a creator. Yeah, you do see that in Fleabag too, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not as dark, but and there, kind there are of, glimpses Sometimes of it. it like helps you distance yourself from like, at least in Killing Eve, all the like violence. Yeah. <laughs> True. If you feel like it's a little bit theatrical, you're like, oh, this is fun. This isn't, yeah. like, you're not really attached to the yeah. reality of murder. Like, yeah, like John Wick. Yeah, like, it's exactly like I John Wick. I want to watch John Wick. Oh, it's so good. I, I, just, I just saw the first one. I so. need to it's watch incredible. them. I got really excited about it. We're going to do an episode on yeah. John Wick. Don't, don't, don't you watch. I got to watch it. Don't you worry. Um, so I feel like you kind of touched on this, but, like, what what would you say is why you are obsessed with her? I watched the first season of Fleabag like on a whim because I saw the billboards of her with like the mascara running down her face that were all over LA and I started it and it was the most relatable show I had ever seen. Like Mm -hmm. it was the only show that I immediately identified with the character and was like, oh, she gets me. Like this is something that I have lived through. These are thoughts that I've had. This is, I like just so much identified with Fleabag as a character and then I got really into like the whole show and then I got really into her as like a writer and a performer and then I watched Killing Eve because she wrote that and the rest is history but yeah it was just like an immediate identification in a way that is I feel like really unusual because so many shows are like 
just not about people who are existing in a way that we actually exist. Yeah, like <laughs> a little, they're a little more broad or like they exist to like make you laugh or to make you cry. Yeah. And like there's not always a lot of specificity mm-hmm. in the kind yeah. of people that are in there. Absolutely. I think that she has such a high, high level of specificity. Totally. Well said. It's like universal in its specificity. Oh, totally. yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Shall we move on to a segment? Uh, we shall. Yeah. Yay, segment uh, time. Segment time is a, arguably my favorite time. Yeah, and it's a new segment <laughs> it's today. It's a new one. <laughs> what, what is it? I'll say, this is the segment, I don't know that we came up with a name for it, but we're going to talk. We really haven't. We haven't. We're just going to call this segment Pet Peeves. I don't think it needs a different title. I don't think it does either because we're just going to talk about what our what our like weird and specific pet peeves are. Because oh, that's the thing that I love about pet peeves is that it's like our podcast and that it is very specific things yeah. that make you frustrated. Mm-hmm. And that is honestly, I mean, I guess I'll just begin because one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't know what a pet peeve is. Oh. They're, it's they're like, ah, yes, like discrimination. And it's like, okay, that doesn't, that, like, that's yes. That's like a society and Exactly. Injustice. It's like, Societal you hate that, just... and that's good, Yeah. and we all should, but a pet peeve are, like, very specific, just, like, little things that yeah. bother you more than they yeah, should. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, a big thing. It's, exactly. like, a small annoyance that bothers you, like, out, like, like exorbitantly. Exactly. Like, yes. more than it should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Renee has made a long <laughs> list of pet peeves. <laughs> I'm only going to list a few. They'll be for the next segment. Yeah, for the next time we do this segment. Okay, but um, Margaret, please. Margaret, you're our guest. Okay, so tell us some pet peeves. Okay, so one of my biggest pet peeves is like mold in bathrooms. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. and I get that. Don't like, go into my like, bathroom. Nobody really likes mold, but like people who showers, like the entire grout is like black mold. Mm. That's a lot of people yeah. our age in Los Angeles because we have so many like old tiled bathrooms in mm. apartments in LA, and people legit just don't clean the tile in their showers. Yeah, and they leave like their toilet has like the mold ring oh. inside the toilet bowl. So many people have that, and in the I'm toilet like, bowl. Yes, yeah, like at the water line. At the water line, yeah. and that drives me insane i'm like why can't you it's not hard to clean a toilet that's honestly the easiest mold to get yes, rid of it's so easy you and just like take your boop, boop, yeah yeah you yeah just boop i'm like there's a it. you can buy a toilet brush with a handle you don't even have to like get inside the no. t- you just you just swirl it and, and you're and done it's done you and don't like, even need it's a cleaning not, material it's honestly not that hard to clean your shower either you can get by like you know like clorox spray mm. and you just wipe it down and it's gone yeah. and it drives me insane when people have like super mold and super moldy like shower curtain liners oh uh, yeah, yeah that's the worst that's gross. you can just get rid of it like that's you can not buy a new one it's you don't even need one technically <laughs> you should get one you should definitely get one okay <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, um, I find it, especially if you have roommates, you should get yeah, one. Yeah, you should probably okay, get guys, one. Okay, guys, everybody should definitely have <laughs> a, shower liner. a shower liner. It is imperative <laughs> yeah. to both you and your mental health. Uh-huh. And I, like, I'm not that picky about cleanliness. Like, I definitely am, like, a clutter person. Oh, me too. And I, it's like, not, like, I don't fold things. I don't vacuum that often. But I'm like, a clean bathroom is important to me. Mm. And also, like, mildewy towels. Also, oh, yeah, when they get that snow. When they that's smell snow. and you wipe that's your hand, no, 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 you wipe no, your no, hand no, on yeah. it and then you smell your hands. So oh. Like, oh, I hate. Because it's yeah, like where you are cleaning yourself has to be clean to begin yes, with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. 
Exactly. Because otherwise, what's the point? Like, sometimes I will go over to my boyfriend's house and he will not have clean towels. Who shall remain nameless. Yeah, my (laughs) nameless boyfriend. And he will not have clean towels. And it's really, really annoying because he just throws wet towels on the floor. No. And I'm like, this is not a hotel. This is why. Nameless boyfriend who actually has told me that that is a pet peeve of yours. This is why your towels get mildewed because you do not let them dry properly. And And that's the thing is like, if you're going to do that, let them at least mildew like in the hamper and then like put a new towel on yeah. the brick. Don't, like, he just, just like throws it, it on the ground and then puts it back up and I'm like, oh. it smells so bad. It's so gross. What a nightmare. He actually gave me my own towel for like a birthday present and then it promptly fell on the floor. I because... would like it to be noted that him getting you your own towel because you hate his was my idea. <laughs> Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Renee. We will have an episode about my love of gift giving. (laughs) It was very good. Thank you. It was like a very nice idea, but now it has just been subsumed into his towels of disgustingness. That's a good segue into what my biggest pet peeve, which is when people, it's very similar, when people don't like wring out the sponge after they oh, use that it. Is oh, yeah, when it gets pieces. really wet. Ooh, that yeah. is true. Like, they do dishes and they just leave a wet sponge, like a soaking, <sighs> fully absorbed sponge on the side of the sink, and I come to pick it up hours later. Yeah, and it's, like, so soggy. And it's soggy. still so wet. And oh, then so and that gets mildew. Uh, oh, I, I, would, I would like it to be noted that when Quinn and I lived together, the first day when we had, like, the roommate meeting, that was literally the only thing that she brought up. Because, like, I'm a difficult person to live with for many reasons. I think I make up for it in my charisma. You really do. But um, <laughs> that was the one thing that she was like, this is a non-starter. I am drawing the lines <laughs> in the sand. But then never cross it. it. I totally agree with you, though, because then your dishes smell bad. Mm-hmm. It's actually because of you that I now do that. Like always, because it, it, it yes. was one of those things where I maybe didn't like super think about it. I know, Listen, and then I, I was like, blame oh, Quinn. I only blame people if I brought it up and right. they don't do. It. But like, like multiple times, yes, multiple yeah, yeah. Time. But yeah, but like I don't blame people for not doing it. Um, Renee, okay, let's begin. Go for one it. of my pet peeves has nothing to do with cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Great, but it is. Um, I mean, now that it is like summertime, it is upon us. I have a lot of thoughts about men's shorts. <laughs> and one of them is a very specific, it might be a brand or just a style of short that is too long. Like a cargo It looks short? Like, a capri, like a capri pants It looks short. like a capri pants. Yes. But like, I don't, I'm pretty sure they are marketed as shorts. But they look like capris. Is it like I, a cargo capri? It is. It's like a yeah. car. It's but it also I feel like Dickies does that a lot. Yes, like Dickies it's usually has like a Dickies. Dickies yeah, short. Dickies has Fuck very long shorts. Like cargo shorts are problematic in and of themselves, even if they are the correct length. This is this has been established. But I think sometimes those Dickies shorts are they're like made to sag. You're supposed to like sag. Okay, them. but Margaret, even sagging, they are still too like even you can tell. That even if they were worn at the proper height, it would still be a capri. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that was the intention. I don't think, like, he, whoever he is, like, went out intending to buy a capri Okay, pant. but I think so. I think part of the problem is men feel really self-conscious about shorter shorts. They feel, men like, feel I think self-conscious it's, it's about like their a, bodies They feel general. self-conscious about their legs and the short shorts and how it, that's, like, a feminine Margaret, thing. Margaret, I am not asking for a short short. I'm asking for a short <laughs> I'm asking for a knee-length <laughs> short. I'm asking for, like, a private school-sanctioned like, woman's feel, skirt-length yeah. short. Okay, like fists. Like, yeah. like, like, like. Straight arm fists. Straight arm to your middle short, finger. For shorts you could wear to mass, you know what I mean? Like, shorts. <laughs> if it's you were just Catholic. like, it, it, if you 
pretending to wear a capri, mm. great. Good for you. More power to you. I love a, a hint of ankle. <laughs> Who fucking doesn't? We all know how Quinn feels about calves. So we like, love them. She loves calves the capri. Are so sexy. Oh Thank you. What yeah, is the two of you? Um, but anyway, so they're that really is just, like, like very I'm frustrating sorry, they're to They're just like the teaser of what's to come. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, like shady, it's, good. it's yeah. only going to get better from there. Yeah. You have very nice calves, Quinn. Thank you. So do you, Margaret. Thank you. Renee, you also have nice calves. I, like, rarely wear shorts, so I'm, like, surprised that either of you know what my calves are. We well, saw we you like together. <laughs> we did a lot of, like, exercise-based <laughs> classes together. I say as I'm wearing my, my black pants. What are some other pet peeves? All right, right, Margaret? Um, I, in, as summer is upon us, and also just because LA, you know, like, is temperate all it's year round. always. I hate people who run their ACs all the time. Like, yeah. needlessly, mm-hmm. there are so mm-hmm. many people in L.A. who run their air conditioning all the time, no matter what temperature it is. And we've actually been having pretty cold, like, cloudy weather. It's yeah. true. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, that is annoying. Uh, that's my impression of the AC. That's a great That's sound a really effect. good impression. Yeah. But it drives me insane, the sound and just the amount of, like, wasted energy that people use in L.A. on their air conditioning when it's not even that hot. Idiots. Which is clearly the problem. All right, Quinn. Let's get one more from you, one okay. more from me, and then I think we will. My last, wrap my, it all only, up. my only other big pet peeve is like when people consistently have not cat hair, like I get it, whatever, he, like their own hair on their clothing, like oh, that bothers me. Yeah, that bothers me, and I know it's unnecessary because like whatever, we're all in a hurry, we all have places to go and people to see, and we don't always remember to take the hair off our clothes. I get it, but my hair sheds maybe twice as much as the average person. Yeah, like I have a, a lot of hair. hair. Agreed. Yeah. Same. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like table. I, somehow, I somehow always manage to get it off my clothes, and so can you. Well, so that's the great thing about LA that. traffic. I yeah. often am just like, Groom. oh, what's it's that? Just an opportunity to And then you just open the window for the birds. We're not from LA, but what my mom always did at stoplights was pluck her chin hair. Oh, same. Same. Dude, I literally, because the mirror is so up close on your little foldy down screen. Oh, but that wasn't good enough. No, she had a compact <laughs> mirror that she kept in the center oh, console. Oh, yes, she did. That was like, uh, the kind, it had the little stickies on the back because she would take it home and put it on the back oh, of the mirror. But she kept it in the center console with a pair of tweezers and at a, and at a light, she'd be like, okay, tell me when it turns green. And she'd whip it out and start plugging her chin hair. Honestly, the, the car is a great time to do, like, safely. Safety, yeah, but yeah. a great time to do grooming, especially in LA, especially during rush hour yes. when you are literally not moving. Yeah, you're not moving. You don't have to have your hands on the wheel. No, you're it's like the perfect like time. Chilling. You're just we're like, oh, we're all doing And like literally everybody is doing it. Yeah. Look yeah. left, look right. Oh, Someone's yeah. You see on so many people picking their nose in their cars. Yeah. We do disgusting things. We do. Yeah, we're all disgusting. I, everyone's watching. Everyone can't, but it's everyone's cool. also like pretty self-absorbed. Um, my last pet peeve, and this is my grandest of pet peeves. Mm. Um, so you're welcome for sharing this today. I'm looking forward um, to it. It's fake wood. Yeah. I hate it so. <laughs> Don't look so down at my fake wood floor, please. Much. No. Like, like, but that's tasteful. Like, Thank you. That's fine. Yeah. I guess. I, mean, I didn't make but it. But like. But paneling oh, yeah. like yeah. paneling in like 70s homes those yeah. like um like how they would separate rooms oh, with those, those like accordion accordion yeah. things when yeah. when it's like a, a table and it's clearly is just that really cheap Margaret, what is that called? That really cheap composite? Yes, kind of. Yes, like that where, and then they just like laminate over yes. it. Yeah. Shit like that. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I don't know why. Like our desks really growing me. up. Exactly. Like yeah. all of our like school, all of the school desks. desks. Because you hate inauthenticity. It's true. Anyway. You live and you learn. We uh, all have obsessions. We all have, have pet peeves. peeves. Which I would say is like similar. Very similar. The line between love and hate, as we know. Yeah. It's yeah. thin. thin. 
it is it is tissue paper thin. Oh goodness. <laughs> um. All right, Margaret. Thank, thank you, you so much for taking the time oh, to be with us. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so fun. This was exciting. We adore you. We learned a lot. Yes. <laughs> I did too. Which is the point. Yeah. Which is the point. We always have to try and have an interesting conversation where we all learn a little bit more about each other. We Education. We laugh. We think. We bring each other closer Live, together. Live, laugh, love. We are essentially saving humanity You're one pod at welcome. a time. You're so very welcome. And with that, uh, we leave we, you. I bid you adieu. Be well, good everybody. Good night and good luck. <laughs>